Hello and welcome to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs, writer and mostly sensible habit maker. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which I record today. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. So I've got Ollie back on the show again this season to talk about books. So we're part of a book club with some other mums in our town, but we kind of have our own book club going on because we read so much and so much faster and our larger book. Which sounds awful if any of our lovely book club mums are listening. We're not thinking we're superior. No, no, no. We don't think we're amazing by any means, but we, we just kind of read books really, really quickly and want to talk about them with people. So we tend to share books a lot. And I've had some feedback that people would love some fiction recommendations. So once a season, Ollie and I are going to talk about and recommend our top books that we've recently read. Amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I start each episode with a recommendation of the week. So I'll go first. This week's episode... Uh, recommendation is just a totally random episode of the podcast you're wrong about and they cover the conjuring you heard of the conjuring it's like there's a series of movies and stuff so like annabelle that creepy doll and amityville horror yeah (laughs) you're not into scary things (laughs) have we not talked about this before oh god i love scary stuff i mean i hate scary stuff but i love it oh no i can't even watch like chris and i are doctor who nerds and occasionally that's scary look I will pay that there are some episodes of Doctor Who where it's just like I'm a changed person after watching that yeah that's enough for me um so this episode is about the 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 conjuring and all of those stories and stuff and I didn't actually realize this but uh all of those stories come from a couple who like in the 60s were kind of ghostbusters and so that's so cool yeah it's I had no idea but they're they're kind of real life stories of actual places that they went to kind of de-haunt places. Yeah, I had no idea. So this episode is really interesting. So if you go to You're Wrong About and find the episode about The Conjuring Mm -hmm. and it talks about this couple that these stories belong to them and they kind of have this empire of – like I keep saying real in inverted commas because like – you know, we know they're not real, but these stories, well, I don't know. Could oh, they be real? Be. Who knows? Well. But it's, yeah, I, it was just fascinating. Cause I just thought that they were just random Hollywood movies, but they're actually all connected to and owned by this like ghost busting couple that ran a business. That's really interesting. Yeah. I had no and idea. Random. Yeah. Incredibly random, but yeah, very interesting. So what is your recommendation? My recommendation is, um, you know, War of the Worlds. Yes. The movie book. Well, yeah. Book, yeah. Movie. There's a recent TV adaptation oh. um, on ABC iView. And is that Tomorrow When the War Began, that series? No. Oh. no. War of the Worlds is... Um, oh, my gosh. Who's it by? Can you can you look that up? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I, I've lost who it's by. Um, no, it's a very famous book. Classic book. Um, H.G. Wells. There we go. H.G. Wells. Anyway. And there's been movies... I think... Um, getting all this wrong um tom cruise was in yes it. yep um but there was a tv adaptation just three episodes three hour long episodes and um it was like the adaptation was written specifically for me it had space and aliens set in like a period drama that sounds perfect it was perfect so it was set in 1905 and so everyone is in this beautiful, you know, that beautiful period drama. So that's on, that's on Ivy. It's on Ivy at the moment. Amazing. Yeah. So we watched it last week and it was, it was, fan, it was fantastic. 
That sounds perfect. I'm definitely going to, like, a lot of the times I don't necessarily take on the recommendations of my podcast <laughs> guests, but I'm like, no, I might actually take that one on. That one sounds really interesting. Short, like, it's a short, that's what I like. I like little episode little series like three three episodes perfect yeah definitely like i i struggle with american series because there'll be like nine seasons of a show with 24 episodes yeah. i just don't have that level of commitment no, available right I just now think that, it, that it's short and it's and it's therefore beautifully written because it's you know it's connects full circle and anyway it's lovely really perfect. It sounds great. So I have a little formula for our book reviews. So we each pick uh, two books that we liked from last month. Some of these will overlap um, and we're going to do a mini book review of the books that we liked over the last month. So I will start. My first book is The Paper Palace by... by I'm going to get this wrong. Miranda Cowley Heller. It is a contemporary romance fiction. And here's the brief synopsis. It's a perfect July morning and Elle, a 50 year old happily married mother of three awakens at the paper palace, which is a family summer place that she's visited every summer of her whole life. But this morning is different. Last night, Elle and her oldest friend Jonas crept out the back door into the darkness and had sex with each other for the first time, all while their spouses chatted away inside. Mm, It's pretty scandalous. And that's how it starts. Like that's the first thing, how it starts. Now over the next 24 hours, Elle will have to decide between the life she's made with her genuinely beloved husband, Peter, and the life she always imagined she would have with her childhood love, Jonas, if a tragic event hadn't forever changed the course of their lives. Mm. So who should read this book? I think everyone. I hesitate to call it a beach read because it's not as basic as that, but it was also really engaging. And I just slammed through it in the first week of January before I went back to work. Trigger warning though, there's sexual abuse in the book. So skip it if that's not something that serves you. Um, I really, really liked it and I'm giving it a solid 3.5 stars. I did take off, I was going to give it four, but I took off half a star because I finished it a while ago and I can't for the life of me remember how it ends. Well, that's not a good song. No, it's really not. <laughs> and then I was like, so that's, so it, it there clearly wasn't a ripper of an, of an ending, but yeah, it's a really good kind of um, backwards and forwards in time sort of book that, yeah, I really quite enjoyed and I, yeah, I've got really stuck into it. So The Paper Palace, highly recommend. What's your first book? My first book is by Elizabeth Strout. Um, It's called Anything Is Possible, and it's kind of a domestic fiction of sorts. Um, It's a series of short stories that explore a range of human emotion through the intimate dramas of people living in or connected to a small potato farming town in Illinois. I'm so glad that you finished that small potato farm. I thought you were just going to say connected to a small potato. (laughs) Okay, that sounds random, but sure, yeah. Um, So the heroine um, of another of Elizabeth Strout's novels, which I also loved, which is My Name is Lucy Barton. Is she the one that you think I wouldn't like? No. No, okay. But I do. Okay. (laughs) Um, um, Is that the heart of the story? So if anyone's read those, it's quite nice because you see Lucy Barton featuring stories in the sense that she's from that small town and the stories are of people that she knew growing up. Um, and sometimes the perspective of her is explored through them. Um, I don't really know. So I get a bit funny about, um, this is going to be totally ironic because we're doing this, but how much of a book I I can give away because I get 
like I hate knowing about a book. If someone recommends a book, I'm happy to just go, okay, cool. Don't oh, really? Know. You don't want to know anything about read, it? I don't even read the blurb. Really? I just sit down and read if someone has recommended a book. So I found I would do that difficult. I would do that for you. Like if you recommended a book to me, I would just read it, no questions asked. But if someone else recommended it, I'm like, I'm going to need a lot more information about this. It depends on, on what they say about like you know, yeah. how convincing they are that it's but that's usually that's usually my so I've kind of talked more about her her writing and what she brings to it as opposed to the actual story because they're short stories as yeah. well. You know, it's 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 about people and how they, they explore themselves. And, yeah. Um what I found about her is that she's got such talent in creating and developing diverse characters um, with originality and depth that it has ruined me for all those simple, easy beach reads that you and I usually enjoy so Oh, much. we love our beach reads. So I keep picking them up, that, you know, the usual ones that we recommend to each other. And after several chapters going, nope, there's no depth. <laughs> there's <laughs> no diversity. No, absolutely. So um, I think anyone who is interested in people, um, the ordinary person, life and uh, their life and what makes them who they are should read it. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, I don't know if I've really given anything away or actually... Yeah, and I don't think you've recommended that one to me, but also, did you read it on BorrowBox? I did. Yeah. So we have a gap in our books that we share if Ollie reads it on BorrowBox or if I read it on Kindle. Mm. If we just have the, like, hard copy, we just give it to each other. But I actually really enjoy knowing about a book. Like, if there's a... A blurb. So, for instance, what was that really great book from a couple of years ago? It was like the woman in the window that was looking across the road to this house in Brooklyn. I can't remember the. This, someone's going to be screaming at me exactly what it's Girl called. No, 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 no. It was like a a woman. I think it was called the woman in the window, and she was like. She, she thought she witnessed a murder across the road. She's got agoraphobia and can't leave the house. Oh, I know which one you mean. Am I getting the title of it wrong? Well, Girl, of the, Girl on the Train is very similar. It's like, really similar. It, yeah, yeah, they're really... That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're really similar, really similar um, kind of books. But knowing that kind of thing, like, oh, I've witnessed a murder. She's got agoraphobia. What's going to happen? I'm like, that's great information for me and I See, know I, that I'm into it. But I find that if I, if I read a blurb, so like... I've got Paper Palace on what like, I'm waiting for. Yeah. Oh, have I library. ruined it for you now? No, no, no. Well. <laughs> kind of? Kind of. Oh my but God, seriously. Okay. Only because I will sit there and wait for those things to happen. So that you talk. So that, okay. So the Paper Palace is a weird one because that happens immediately. Okay. So like that's, it's like the first chapter yeah. that that happens. So See, it's not. You and I usually, you just bring over like three books and go, here you go. Yeah. And I just sit down and open it and just, like, I don't read the blurb. I don't. Yeah, but see, I would trust you. Like there's a lot of, so in, in kind of like book reading culture, like on the internet and that kind of thing, if people are talking about a book, so for instance, like the secret life of bees was one that a lot of people had talked about and was like, you need to read it. And I was like, I'm going to need to know more about it before I read it. So I read it because I, I, did I choose the secret life of bees for our book club? And it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But it, it wasn't like the best book I've ever read or life changing in any way. Um, but a lot of people were really affected by that book and really, really loved well, it. We found that with um, all the like, oh my see. God, I, I don't know if you and I were just missing something. Yeah. I tried through, and, and this is coming from like, you and I read a lot. We're big readers. Yeah. Um, and I, it took over the years, it's I've tried three or four times and I just cannot get into, it. I'm just not bought into. And it, and it, you know, it seems like it should be. Yeah. 
our kind of thing or definitely my kind of thing oh what yeah almost certainly your kind of thing and I, I feel like I should be able to get through it which I haven't been able to no, so yeah this is um all the light we cannot see that's a it's a really famous book that a lot of people have read and a lot of people really really love yeah yeah both of us have tried several times yeah. to read it and, and can't get through it which is perfectly fine and that's not a, a comment on the book or the no, author no. just randomly sometimes really famous books that a lot of people love just don't mesh no. with people for some reason and mm. for some reason that's one of them um but yeah so I will move on to my second book which I read with my family book club so I've got two book, book clubs we've got our local one and the women in my family have a book club and we do a Zoom meeting once a month for whatever book that we're reading. So my grandma actually chose this book. It's called House of Kwa and the author is Mimi Kwa and uh, the genre is like it's a, it's just a straight up memoir but it's a bit more than a memoir. It kind of reads a bit more fictiony and it's um, it spans just hundreds and hundreds of years yeah. in the in like the the structure of the book so the book opens with the author Mimi Kwa who's a real person and because it's a memoir from her father and her father is suing her for a property that her aunt left her so that's how it opens and then she rewinds way back to the end of the 19th century in China and we learn all about Mr Kwa who is her father and he's one of 32 children from a wealthy 32 children different different wives so they did plural yeah plural (laughs) you just think about one poor woman having like how did how many multiples did you have to fit 32 children so uh that they did plural marriage in um in china back in those times uh and he is one of 32 children from a wealthy silk merchant um and he just has this weird funny colorful dark life and it just kind of it leads to him fathering Mimi Kwa and the rest of the and it kind of goes it's very chronological so it starts like you you go through the whole house of Kwa and the whole family and then it the the father comes to Australia and marries Mimi Kwa's mum and then they have Mimi Kwa and that's about halfway through so the the author isn't in it until about halfway through Uh, and it's it's just fantastic and it goes through her uh, experience being raised uh, by an immigrant father in Australia and his weird eccentricities and her experience being um, you know a, a, an Asian kid growing up in Australia which I just think there needs to be so many more stories about that um, because it's fascinating and it's also something that is really important for me as a white Australian grown up to understand what that journey was like for the kids that I went to school with, because it never really occurred to me because why would it? And rewinding that and understanding what their primary school journey was like alongside mine when I thought it was the same and it wasn't. So like I'm, I'm finding a lot of that kind of stuff is really important to relearn as an adult. Um, and who should read this book? everyone, particularly if you're Australian. And I'm ashamed to admit I had never heard of Mimi Kwa. Um, She's actually a prolific broadcast journalist in Australia and I had never stumbled upon her before. Um, But her story is just, it's fascinating and it's a marvellous look into Chinese culture and um, what it's like being raised in Australia with immigrant parents and how you can love your oddball parents even when they do incredibly strange things. And it's just, yeah, it's just a really beautiful story about um, parenting and, you know, the bonds of family and people's actions that might seem quite cruel, but you kind of figure out why they do things. And it's just, it's really fascinating. I give it a solid four stars and my family who read it all really, really loved it. It's a really, it's a really unusual, quite a special book. So yeah, I would recommend House of Kwa. Neither of your 
two. Yeah, I think you'd actually really enjoy both of them, but you're a better reader than I am. I give up too easily. Hi, it's Carly. Just popping in to remind you to leave a review for the podcast if you haven't already. If you have a suggestion for a self-improvement book, the good, the bad, all the ugly, leave us a review to let us know what it is. Go to the show page, not the episode page, and scroll down to the bottom where it says leave a review. Thank you so much and back to the show. Which brings me quite nicely on to <laughs> my next one. Uh, is it one that I tried to read and didn't? No, okay. it's one that you're not allowed to read. Because you're worried <laughs> I'm going to ruin it. So I absolutely adore the author Hannah Kent. She's done, uh, she was the author of Burial Rights. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's done two others, The Good People and Devotion. So Devotion is the one that I am recommending. It came out at the end of last year. And it's a historical fiction like all of hers are, but it takes on a bit of a different approach to the other two. And I do think, in theory, you would really like the content of all of her novels. Um, but I adore her so much, and you're much hard, much more, you're a much harder <laughs> much critic, a critic than I am. That I just, I think, I just feel like I just, I need to keep it to myself. <laughs> well, how about I try, and if I don't try, <laughs> but how about I just do it, and I don't tell you that I'm going to do it, and if I don't like it, I don't tell you. I don't mind if you don't like it, just just don't tell me why necessarily. (laughs) So one of of the reasons why I'm a harsher critic than Ollie is because I'm a hard speed reader. I read really, really fast. Mm -hmm. And if anyone – so I struggle with um, Bernadine Evaristo. Like her her writing is gorgeous. It's wonderful, but it's a very stream of consciousness and I have to really concentrate. Otherwise, like my mind drifts off. That's not her problem. That's 100% my problem. But I read super, super fast. And if someone's writing style isn't well connected with the way I think, it makes it harder for me to read the book and longer to read the book and I get annoyed and stop reading the book. Whereas I, I'm dyslexic and I think that because I have always had to take my time and take it in, then, then I, I don't speed read. I just yeah. spend a lot of time reading. Yeah, yeah. That's the same with my mum. She's she's not dyslexic, but she has to read every single, I word. Read every single word. I read I read a chunk of words. I read like five words Although at a time. I did read a book recently that was just going nowhere. Well, it didn't. It was fine, but it was just a bit pants. And I ended up speed reading at the end. And I was like, I would be so proud. <laughs> I would be so proud because I honestly just think that life is too short to read terrible books. And if you don't like a book, put well, it down. Have you? And I, I will get back to my recommendation. But have you heard of? a book called The Rights of the Reader. No. So it's literally what it says on the tin. Um, and it's I did it as part of my university degree. And it's just changed the entire way that I read. And it just talks in each chapter. I'll end it to you. It yeah. talks in each chapter about uh, the, the rights of the reader. That you that you, um, you don't have to finish a book yeah. if you, you don't want to. You uh, don't have to talk about a book. So yeah. that, was, that was my favourite one, actually. At the time, I didn't. I didn't want to talk about, well, Wuthering Heights is one that is, it's mine and I keep to me and I don't need to go into detail. And that's one of the rights. Yeah. Um, so as a result of this book, I've changed the way. So speed reading, that's your right to do that. Yeah. But it's also your right to stop and I do that regularly, stop halfway through yeah. and think, this is not for me. Yeah, I, I like that, particularly if there's any listeners who are trying to get back into reading or get into reading for the first time, because it's like if it isn't a habit that you've had for a long time, it can be really hard to get yeah, back yeah. into reading. And if you if you choose the wrong book to get back into exactly, and you can stop. Like I I I have stopped reading for years over a bad book. Yeah, really. 
So yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it just kind of depends on what you're doing yes. with your life and stuff. Yes. Like there were, there were years where I didn't read any fiction because I had just finished uni and I just started teaching and I just had no mental space for no. it. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Back to your recommendation. Back to recommendation. So Devotion by Hannah Kent. It's a historical fiction novel. Um, it's set in the early 1800s. So like all of her, all of her books are which just happens to be the time. I don't think it's a particular time that she's interested in, but more that she comes across in her research. So she researches things extensively, which I, I really like. So it's fa- well. like factually accurate? Factually accurate. I love that too. Yeah, me too. Um, but this one is slightly different in the sense that um, it's made up, whereas her other two are kind of based on things that have happened and she creates a story around them. Whereas this one, um, it's a love story and it's probably the most wonderful love story I have ever read and I like I feel quite emotional just thinking you about sound it emotional thinking Every about time it I look at it on my bookshelf I'm like oh. <laughs> so it follows um a teenage girl called now forgive me if I say her name wrong her name is Johanna um but they shorten it to Hannah and I'm not sure it's if it's Han or Anna or Anna, mm. so that's but I'm, I'm just gonna say Hannah, and I apologise if I'm, you know, people screaming at me that I'm getting it wrong. Um, so she's from Prussia, and they live in a tight knit community who are persecuted for their faith. So the persecution isn't so much evident, um, but more they have been persecuted, and they live in this very tight knit community, and they want to leave, and but they haven't been allowed to leave. They haven't been allowed passports, um, and Hannah struggles to fit in with the other girls in the community. Um, and doesn't have any friends, can't relate to the same kind of thing. She's very young at heart and everyone's kind of at that age is thinking about getting married and having children and that's not her. Um, but this new family moves into the area and she forms a bond with a girl called Thea and it's about them and their relationship. Um, and it's wonderful because it's set in the 1980s but it's about basically two girls falling in love. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and the they finally get... Uh, passports and they travel to Australia um, which is where Hannah Kent's from so it's really nice that she's writing able to write about yeah because her, her previous two books one was in Iceland one was in Ireland um, so this book is split into three sections Prussia the journey to Australia which was just harrowing mm. um, and then the foothills of Adelaide and it's got a, a, a bit of a weird supernatural twist to it oh cool yeah really cool and the way that she talks about that I don't really know how much I can talk about it without giving too much just no away. just no major spoilers no major spoilers but it, it the supernatural uh, twist gives her the ability to fully explore the feelings of um the characters because they otherwise wouldn't be able to do that yeah in their uh time well I think I'm gonna have to read it now but if yeah. I don't like it I won't tell you <laughs> oh, it's just so wonderful honestly the way that she writes you know, it's quite poetic and it's written, it is written in prose. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know, I just, I, it was divine. Did you read it quickly? Fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But again, because I spent a lot of time reading it rather than, probably took me a, a week and a half. Yeah. It's quite slow for me. Yeah. Um, but I also just wanted to savour. Yeah. Yeah. More. And it was just perfect. I couldn't. Yeah. Are other people, cause I haven't heard anyone mention them before. Like, are they really popular books or other people? Really, really popular. Oh, right. So, so burial rights is. I have heard of burial rights. Yeah. Um, Should I start with burial rights? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Burial rights is um, 
Yeah, maybe. Mm. I started with the good people. You, do you have any of them? I have devotion. I don't have the other two. But you've got a physical copy of devotion? I do, yeah. Okay. You can, you can, you can All right, maybe I can borrow it. And <laughs> if I just silently hand it back to you and don't say anything, just... Yeah. But it, that is quite different from the other two that she's written. So, okay. Um, well, the, char- the, the, the way that she's like her writing, it's not, but the content... I just love it. <laughs> well, now I have to read you it. Do. And I just also not... love that it was about, I just think that we're starting to get more of the, you know, queer. Yes. Yes. Particularly historic novels. because. The... I love this historic. Yeah. Because you know? that's, that's factually accurate. Yeah. You know, we've had queer people for Forever. as long as time has existed. Yeah. So yeah, that's a really beautiful focus on that particular point. She, she is queer herself. So oh, that's, that's beautiful. What, yeah. Well, that she was able to, she wants to write a story about a girl falling in love with a girl. Yeah. From the her. 1800s, because they would have been doing that back then. Yeah. And just how they dealt with that and explored their emotions. And it, it's gut-wrenching. Yeah. So it's a hard read, like, but it's beautiful. Okay. So I reckon that in our fiction episodes, if there's a book that I haven't read that you have read, I will choose, I will actively read that book and then... The next time we do this, I'll be like, do I agree with your review? Okay. Because you're going to read Paper Palace. Yes. Well, I'll I'll happily read both of them, but yes. Yeah. Oh, both of them are really, yeah, really good. But yeah, I'll read Paper Palace. Okay. I'll read your Hannah Kent. Great. Okay. All right. Done. Fun. (laughs) So that's just about it for this episode. But uh, we finished the show with a little segment called Kicked My Ass and Kicked Ass, where we both share something we struggled with and also something that we rocked at. My kicked ass this week is a little bit lame, but I'm really struggling with dinner at the moment. I can't think of things to make and I'm feeling really grumpy about it. I think the main issue is that on one of the other episodes, we chatted about the supply chain issues and how Woolies aren't delivering all the things. And then, so I have, I do my meal planning and then I get my groceries and half the stuff isn't there. And then I have to go to the shop and buy stuff again. And it's just like, and also when you've got a toddler going to the shops with a toddler, just Absolute nightmare. Apparently Arthur still thinks it's fun to be in the trolley. Oh, wow. Wow. No, Harriet, no. no. He asks when we are around the shop to get out. And I'm like, no, we have to stay. It's important we stay in. And he just is like, oh, okay. He's just like weirdly compliant with some things. Yeah, and then weirdly not. Like no. getting into the car. Like Arthur just gets in the car. I know, it is bizarre. Really, and I think that's because he has a little special friend. Yeah. That he's, you know, severely attached to. Yeah. Come out of the car, so he's like, "Oh yeah, winning! I can get in the car and have a puddle." Whereas Harriet's just like, "Oh no, the car is made of poison, and I yeah. will not be getting inside there <laughs> under any circumstances. I'm just going to sit in the gutter for a while and have a big whale." Um, but yeah, so just dinner's driving me nuts, and I can't think of anything, and I can't get ingredients, and it's driving me nuts. But it's fine. We're just eating a lot of bacon and eggs for dinner. That's quite nice. Too. Yeah, it's We're fine. Nice to be basic sometimes. That's us being us all week. We had chicken nuggets at home this week. <gasps> Do you know what? I felt like such a sneaky parent. Because the other day, um, my kicked ass is that my children have been sick and I'll... Oh, yeah, your kids have been so sick. We we had chicken nuggets. I've got chicken nuggets in the freezer and I put them on and Arthur was like, what's this? And I was like, (laughs) my child is three and he doesn't know what chicken nuggets are and I'm feeling really like... Really smug about that. Really smug about it at the moment while he's sitting there eating his mushrooms and... (laughs) And he's like, what's this, mum? 
Well, we had the chicken nuggets that we had were gluten-free and we just grabbed them one day in Woolies and we cooked them and served them. And then I was throwing the packet away and we realized that they weren't chicken nuggets. They were faux chicken nuggets. So they were like plant-based fake chicken. We didn't even notice. I'm like, oh my God, how? Because chicken nuggets can literally be anything. Oh, they really can be. It's just processed gunk wrapped in breaded crumbs. So, but yeah, just easy, easy dinners at the moment. And tell us your kicked your ass this week My your kids so sick both of them and it's just been horrendous there has been so much snot and coughing and no sleeping and we were tested tested for covid um which was desire you know trying to test a nine month old and a three-year-old is not fun um and we just had no sleep i reckon i've had a full night's sleep in the last week and a half like together all together all the all the sleep i had just horrible because i had to sleep with robin my nine month old up on my chest because he the minute he, he lies down he's like choking on all the snot oh and god gross, and it's just been horrible but last night he only woke up once and That's i was so like, good thank you harriet woke up more times it was just a horrible week and a half and my and he had just started kind of sleeping through and we've got to nine months and he hasn't been you know he's not he's not a bad sleeper but he you know he wakes yeah for a feed and i was like text carly being like we slept through the first time <laughs> well he did i didn't but yay and then he got sick the next week and i was like this is just sick kids are the worst the it's just worst because of the whinging that goes with it they're too. just miserable and so, and then you feel miserable yourself because you've usually got the you know got the cold as well yeah definitely because then and then you all get sick at different times and then you've got it would just be easier if you just all went down for three days and then all just recovered immediately oh i remember that that was horrible trying to deal with gas when you have gastro your partner has gastro Mm. and your baby has gastro it was horrendous luckily that happened when you only had one can you imagine dealing with it no, with two? Did. Do you remember when Robin was about four weeks old? We all got gastro. Oh, you included. did too. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, that's so we didn't have much luck, but I think we turned a corner. I think we might be finally feeling better. Yeah. Well, it's been a week, so it should be. Harriet's got a, her perpetual runny nose, but she's not sick. No. Just, just her nose just runs for six months well, every year. It was slightly cooler this week, so I'm not surprised. She yeah, I think, I think that's exactly what happened. It was just the weather was a bit bit cooler so my kicked ass this week is that i started watching a good show without ben so i tend to try to save good shows to watch with ben but he's always like off in the garage and doing stuff and then i have to wait for him to come inside and then we'll watch a tv show together there's just too much tv to be saving tv for when he comes inside so there's a show called the sinner that um it's got bill pullman and jessica beale of all people um I want to say Netflix. Yeah. But it's like, it's a procedural, but it's an American procedural. So it's like this woman commits a crime and the detective is trying to figure out why she did it. Okay. So are you into that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, it's a little bit horrific. Like her, her crime's a bit grim. Yeah. A bit grim. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I obviously love that, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, it's really good. And Jessica Biel is fantastic. And, um, yeah, I really love Bill Pullman and it's really good so far. And there's several seasons of it and it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. And I meant to save it to watch with Ben, but I was like, I can't keep saving stuff for you, mate. Like, you know, and then he's got stuff that he wants to watch as well. So he, he really likes that show alone. 
it, terrible. It's kind of like Survivor, but not commercially. They just kind of like send 15 people out literally alone and they have to film themselves surviving. Oh. The last person standing wins like a million dollars or something. Like standing, as in alive? Or? As in alive, as in alive. Like some people have to leave because they get gangrene or like they oh. injure themselves or it's actually a really, really good show, but like there's so many other things I want to watch. I don't need to yeah, – like Ben loves that survivalist stuff and I'm like I just – I'm cool. I'll watch the Sinner Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was my kicked ass. I just kind of took control of my own TV watching and was like, I'm not going to keep waiting for you anymore. So that was that was mine. What was your kicked ass? My kicked ass was um, that I have picked up uh, playing the cello again. Oh, yeah, you so have. my first lesson, um, which was wonderful. Um, I'm turning 30 next month, and I wanted to look at how I can enrich my life in little ways. What am I looking forward to over the next decade? Because my 20s, like, I pretty rocked it, to be honest. Yeah. I met Chris, had my kids. Travelled. Did a couple of degrees. Did a bunch of things. Yeah, moved yeah. countries, bought a house. Like, you did all the things. I'm sad and pretty smug right now, but they were But that's good. like, that's a, yeah, that's, that's a lot like, to achieve in your 20s. Now I want to focus on me a little and what what... I mean, and it's based on the, the last podcast that we talked about, Care. Yeah. Um, by Brooke McCallery. Um, yeah, so so it was, it was, yeah, she inspired me. I should have spoken about that in that podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so just little ways that I can enrich my life and picking up the cello again. I haven't played the cello since before Arthur was born, so we're looking at four and a half years at least. Um, and... I wasn't as rusty as I thought, so that was nice. I can't wait for you to play for me. You'll yeah, play for me? Yeah, it's No, I, I, I reckon you can do it earlier than that. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and that wraps up this episode. Thanks, Ollie. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs. You can find me on Instagram at Very Excellent Habits, and you can also email me, contact at carlyjacobs.com. You can also record a question for me to answer on the show at speakpipe.com forward slash Very Excellent Habits. The inbox has been a little bit quiet in the last week, so I would absolutely love for people to call in and let me know your woes, and I will try to fix them for you. For all the resources, you hear about on the show you can grab them at patreon.com forward slash very excellent habits and one more thing please leave a rating and a review it's the best way to help other people find the podcast thank you so much to snitch 95 and jershmu for leaving a review recently you get all of my virtual good karma this week until next time remember little habits big life